Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to Kingdom Come Ministries, and today we are going to be going over seven proofs your salvation is eternally secure. Forgive me if my sniffling, my allergies are acting up a bit this morning, but if you will, go ahead and grab your Bibles, and let's, let's go ahead and get this started. So, if you will, please turn to John chapter 15, verse 16. So, this topic has been going on for many, 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 many years ago, whether one individual can lose his salvation. This is popular among Seventh-day Adventists saying that you can. And their common usage of scripture is Hebrews chapter 6. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. But we're going to be going over their seven proofs that I believe that I pull, I found some scriptures and I will be going over those said scriptures. Now keep in mind, there are many, many other scriptures, but I only picked seven of these, so bear with me. So, let's go ahead and get this started. First reason, or reason number one, salvation was initiated by God. And in John chapter 15, verse 16, he said, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 5, it tells us that God chose us before we were born even before the whole universe was created. Then when the time was right for us to be saved, he called us. Would God really choose us so long ago to send his only son to die for us, wait for us to be born again, and then call and save us, only to abandon us after we were finally saved? No, God would not do that. That's not something our Heavenly Father would do. Because, as I said before, God begins a good work in us. And he will see it himself that that good work is finished. And abandonment, well, you're not going to accomplish much anything, am I right? So, reason number two, if you would turn to Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31. Reason number two, God's love and grace are eternal. And in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31, he says, I have loved you with an eternal love. People mistake God's love as an earthly parent's love, thinking that it's based on the child's actions, if you know what I mean. So, I'm me personally, I'm not a parent, but I know what it's like to raise a child. It could be, it can make, it can make you want to pull your hair out at times. Am I right? Because you know they they can be sometimes ignorant, they sometimes you know not do what they're told, and people think that you can disappoint God. Now, disappointment is only happening or happens when you you do something and you catch God off guard. But we all know that God is all-knowing. Am I right? God knows every sin we will commit and have committed. Excuse me, sorry. It's pretty early in the morning. I just had a bowl of cereal. But anyways. Ugh, sorry. Excuse me. Anyways. So... People think God's love is based on their actions. Now, can you displease God by your sin? Of course, you can displease God, but you can never disappoint Him. But anyways, I digress. Let's continue. God's love and grace toward us isn't because of what we do. And according to 2 Timothy chapter or chapter 1, verse 19, God didn't save us according to our works, but according to His grace, which was given to us in Christ long before the world even began. And in Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39, tells us nothing, not sin, not failure, not weakness, not anything can separate us from the eternal love of God. That right there in of itself proves that 
no matter what we do, sin or not, though we should do in our to the best of our ability not to sin, but though we will make irrational choices, sometimes we will sin willfully and sometimes unwillfully. We are not perfect. Once we have accepted Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, we become children of God, and God gives us the Holy Spirit, which we all know, of course. And Lord Jesus promised us that the Lord, the Holy Spirit would never leave, would never leave us. He would remain with us forever. So, and the Holy Spirit's seal is a promise of guaranteeing your inheritance of salvation. Guaranteed means, bam, it's settled, the matter is settled. And if you could lose your salvation, then it's not really guaranteed. Because if you could lose your salvation, do you think Lord Jesus would say would say so himself? Of course. Now, of course, I know what you're thinking. Abide in me, or you will be cut off and burned. I don't. I don't have the exact scripture pulled up, and I can't exactly remember from memory. I need to learn it from from memory. But please forgive me. But <clears throat> but this is this is the. We're, I digress. We're getting off topic. Reason number three, if you will turn to John chapter 1 verse 9, God is righteous. And in John chapter 1 verse 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. While God's love motivated him to save us, it's not the base of salvation. God's righteousness is the base of his salvation. Many sinners fear God's righteousness is the base of his salvation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where was I? Many sinners fear God's righteousness and associate it with his wrath. And God's righteousness is indeed a fearful thing. However, because God is righteousness, he cannot tolerate or overlook sin. But we must understand something more about God's righteousness in relation to salvation. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, if you will turn to that, please. I'll give you some time. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it tells us that the wages of sin is death. For all have sinned and fallen short the glory of God. And the, and the sentence is death. Because of this, in a righteous or legal sense, the righteous God must judge us with an eternal death. But the Lord Jesus took our place 2,020 years ago and bore the judgment of death for us. And because God accepted Christ's sacrifice, the penalty is paid. That judgment can no longer be upon us. Because God is righteous, a righteous judge can never require a debt to be paid twice. God is bound by his righteousness to honor the price Christ paid for us. Let me put this into perspective for you, those who say you can lose your salvation. If you can lose your salvation, that's basically saying, Lord Jesus' sacrifice was not enough to cover all of our sins. That's saying, Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins, but like it... It covers a little bit of this over here, but it's not enough to cover this over here. Now, if you really think about this, Lord Jesus cannot come back down from heaven to die on the cross for our sins a second time. He died once and for all, past, present, and future. Am I right? Now, that wouldn't be very righteous if God required the debt to be paid twice. Because like I said before, we are not perfect. We are all sinners. We all fall short the glory of God. But however, Lord Jesus took upon the judgment for himself. He knew no sin, but became his sin for us. Therefore, when he died, God accepted the sacrifice and the penalty was paid. 
Lord Jesus could not die on the cross a second time. He paid the price in full for all of our sins, past, present, and future, like I said. How binding is God's righteousness? In Psalm chapter 89, verse 14, tells us that righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. If God wants his throne to stand, he must act in accordance with his righteousness. Since God has accepted the death of Lord Jesus Christ as the payment for our debt of sins, his righteousness won't allow him to demand payment from us a second time. Because our salvation is secured by the righteousness of God, he cannot take his salvation from us. Praise him for his righteousness. Am I right? And reason number four. In John chapter 1 verses 12 through 13, we have become children of God. But as many as received him, to them he gave the authority to become children of God. To those who believe into his name, who are begotten of God. When we believed in the Lord's name, we were saved from the eternal condition and received the Lord as our Savior. Moreover, we were begotten of God. This is something that cannot be undone. Our Father God cannot take back his eternal life from us once we were born of him. And more than a human father take back the life he has passed on to his child. If you really think about that for a second, it doesn't make sense, right? If you're born of God, you're born of him. There's nothing that can be undone about that. More or less, if you're born in real life, as you're sitting here or standing, whatever you're doing, listening to this podcast, your father cannot undo the life he gave you. The matter is done. It's settled. You're his child. Like most children, we may be weak, fail, or need discipline. We also sin, as I said before, willfully and unwillfully at times, just as our children misbehave. But we cannot say that their misbehaving makes them no longer our children. Am I right? Our sinning cannot undo the fact that we are children of God. No matter what, we will always be children of God, born of God's life. And reason number five, in John chapter 10, verse 20, God is strong. And in John chapter 10, verse 20, it says, And I give to them eternal life, and they shall by no means perish forever, and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. There is no condemnation for those who are alive in Christ Jesus. Amen? All kinds of things trying to snatch us from the Father's hand. Sin. The world difficulties, even the devils themselves, even Satan himself. But it is impossible for us to be snatched away. No one and nothing is stronger than God. Even if, this is this is a popular one for the, for the topic of can you lose your salvation. When I say these words saying like, nothing can snatch us from the Father's hands, people say, oh, but we can. Not so fast, friend. Even if you've even if we try to remove ourselves from his hands, he will never let us go. If you jump out of if you try to jump out of God's arms, he's gonna catch you. He will pull you back. We are Lord Jesus' sheep. And as he said before, we may be tempted to wander off and go astray, but he will always bring us back. See it's kind of sad hearing this topic of can you lose your salvation knowing that people can't have assurance. Now, I would be lying to you if I said there weren't times where I doubted my salvation. I mean, we're all facing the same sentence of destruction by hellfire. And we'll go over that in another teaching, but this one is, well, 
I feel like I need to clear the air for those who are worried about the base of your salvation. But you don't have to worry, brothers and sisters. Our Father in Heaven is strong enough to keep us. Neither life nor death can separate us from His love. But anyways, let's continue. Reason number six, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today, yes, even forever. Everything changes. Put that into perspective. People, circumstances, governments, the weather, our thoughts, even our emotions change constantly. We can be up one minute and down the next. If our salvation was based on our feelings, we would have lost it long ago. Let me ask you this. If you could lose your salvation, which is called, like, holding on, I believe I read in an uh, article, because I did some serious research on this, but I found my answers on this last one. This last one should put the matter at rest if you are struggling, if you think you lost your salvation. This last one right here. But let me ask you this. If you could lose your salvation and we're just holding on, as people would say, do you think you are strong enough to keep it? Let me ask you that. We are not perfect. We think bad things. We say bad things. We do bad things. Even, okay, so let's say, for example, um, let's say, for example, this can you lose your salvation is true. And we're just holding on, as people would say. First off, you're saying, Lord Jesus' sacrifice was not enough on the cross for our sins. Then you're saying God is not righteous and that he requires payment again. And third, that's saying, okay, from here on out, you need to live a perfect life and know this, like no watching these TV shows, no listening to this music, yada, yada, yada. Do you honestly think you are strong enough to keep that up? And if you say yes, if you say yes, you're strong enough to keep your salvation, my friend, you are seriously delusioned. Deluded, I mean. And you need a wake-up call. No one is perfect. Nobody. We need to learn from the example Lord Jesus set for us. Though temptations may come, and we will act upon it, but just know... You cannot outsend God's grace. You can't. Because if you go to God and confess your sins, of course you get more glory. But that doesn't mean let me put this let me put this into your perspective. As children of God, as believers, we have two choices. I taught my little brothers this a few nights ago. Everyone has two choices. You can either be an obedient child. Or you can be a disobedient child. If you choose to become an obedient child, you will receive blessings from God. Whether it be financial, a house, whatever the case may be. Necessities, that, that's a good way to put it. You will receive, you'll possibly gain a longer life here on this, on this earth. Or, you can be a disobedient child. And for that reason alone, God's going to discipline you and punish you until you learn. And in some cases, he will take you home early. Amen? Just but let that sink in your mind for a little bit. 
Last reason here. Lord Jesus Christ has promised himself. And in John chapter 6, verse 37, this, for all those who are wondering or fearing about their salvation, Lord Jesus himself promised this 2,020 years ago. And I want this to be engraved into your hearts. And if the doubt ever comes in again, just repeat this verse. John chapter 6, verse 37. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And him who comes to me, I shall by no means cast out. By no means cast out. Walk away. Sin. I did some... I did some research on the meaning cast out. And that means like to exile because you don't like them anymore. By no means. I will repeat that verse. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And him who comes to me I shall by no means cast out. What a precious and unconditional promise from our Savior. We can fully trust in him and his eternal security. Lord Jesus himself, the Holy Son of God, promised himself. But of course, we should live the life of righteousness and walk in faith to the best of our ability. We are not perfect. We all struggle with our own problems. Life is not a cakewalk. But we should know that Lord Jesus is strong enough to keep us, to save us from eternal perdition. And for that, we have him to thankful, to thank for. I'm sorry. To God be the glory, brothers and sisters. I hope you all learned something from this and hopefully put this matter to rest within your spirits. Now, of course, um, there are many, many other scriptures and I, I'll be going over them soon enough. But... Oh, excuse me, sorry. But in the meantime, just remember, brothers and sisters, God is strong, and nothing, nothing is strong enough to pull us away from Him. To God be the glory, brothers and sisters. Have a good day.